You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Take you around the league with a good friend of the program, Josh Alper from ProFootballTalk.com. So, Josh, we got the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. We know the Steelers on the record publicly saying they will not trade Martavis Bryant, but given that he is unhappy and based on what we've been seeing out of Juju Smith-Schuster recently, should they trade Bryant even if his trade value is markedly diminished? No, I, I wouldn't. I, I think uh, I think yeah, uh, Smith-Schuster obviously had a, a you know ridiculous game last night. Um, but I, you know, I saw Eli Rogers drop a pass and I think it's a long season and what you're going to get back from Martavis Bryant isn't going to be worse. I think that the chance of having him there, if you need him for a team that obviously has big aspirations. So I, I think it makes sense to play him if need be. And then, you know, if he plays well, you're going to get something of, of some more value for him next year. Josh, it is okay. Josh, it, excuse me. Is it okay to say, based on how teams are playing right now, um, at this point in time in the season, that uh, that's who you are? Prime example. You think of the Buffalo Bills and what they've done. They've come into Atlanta. Uh, they've taken that game away from them by playing some really good defense, offense, play action pass, some running game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor actually throws touchdowns. They're playing this last game against the Oakland Raiders. Two touchdowns taken back to the house, leads the league with turnovers and taking it back to the house. In offense, they're just doing it by committee, whether it's Shady McCoy or Tyrod Taylor and company. Is that who this football team is to the point where they may end up making more noise in that division, let alone in the conference, than any other team in the National Football League because no one's expecting them to do it? Well, I mean, there's. I think they they are. I think that's absolutely true. At, at once you get to the midpoint of the season, I, I think it's it's uh, a team has shown you what it can be either at its best or, or at its worst. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll they'll maintain that level of production. But I think with the Bills, everyone has been waiting for sort of that other shoe to drop with them, and it's it's not dropping. And there's no reason to think it will. Uh, you know, you saw it again this week. You trade Marcel Darius, and and the team obviously is is going to be built on how strong they are as a collective group. And it's, it's not going to be about the, you know, the names of the stars with, with maybe, you know, maybe shady McCoy being the exception to that, but it's not like it's a one man show. It's everybody doing their little part. And, and to quote, you know, to quote the, the master of that division, do doing their job and doing their one little job. And if everyone does their one job on a play, you should win the play. And so, you win enough plays, then you win the game. And you win enough games, you get to the playoffs. So I, I think it's all setting up for, for the Bills to to do that over the second half of the season, you know, barring the, the things you can never predict in the league. But in terms of the mentality and the approach and, and the execution, everything with Buffalo has been, I think, the biggest surprise of the year thus far. Bills, a huge surprise at 5-2 and two short week as the road team matching up with the Jets Thursday night football at the Meadowlands. Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Josh, it's foolish to hand out midseason awards. We all do it. It's compelling content. So if we're talking MVP a few weeks ago was Alex Smith. Carson Wentz, I think, has to be the front runner now. But based on the latest heroics from Russell Wilson yesterday, where do you want to position him? Oh, I think he's right outside. I mean, when you're responsible for all but three yards, your team picks up in a game. Um, it's tough to look at it any other way. That, you know, I thought you were going to actually ask about the other guy in that uh, in that shootout in, in Deshaun Watson, and see maybe uh, football's taking a page from baseball with you know Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger and a, a rookie get in the mix. That's probably a stretch, but 
Russell Wilson, for sure. I, I mean, this is this is a guy who he seems like he's running for his life on on half the snaps, and and a lot of them wind up as big productive plays. They don't have the running game that they've had in the past. The defense has cracked a bit more than than the one in the past, and and they're still right there. And and a team that you, you like their chances against everybody in that NFC. I think to you know at least go down with a a big fight. Uh, but other than Philly, I, I don't know who you would like much more than Seattle, and and Wilson's the biggest reason for that. Brian, a moment ago, mentioned Marcel Darius uh, being able to be a part of this Jacksonville Jaguars football team. Uh, Calais Campbell and company has truly done their thing to where now they've changed the name to Saxville as opposed to Jacksonville. How much you're buying this football team, knowing that they have a defense that's really playing good, and spite of how Blake Bortles is playing nine touchdowns with a QBR of 46.3, you think this team is playing the, the type of football that can win this division, which hasn't been this physical? Uh, let's just say maybe even since Tom Coughlin has been there way back in the, in the mid to, to late 90s. Uh, you know, I, I think they can. I'd like to see them win two games in a row before I, I really jump onto the Jacksonville bandwagon. I, I think when you look at them at their best, you know, that game against Indy and, and the opener um, against Houston, I, I think those are those performances are the kinds of ones you look at and you're like, wow, this team could really make noise. And, and I do think about that, those Coughlin Giants teams and the way they just abuse uh, quarterbacks and, and ru- ru- you know, rush the passer until, until the offense has died. And, and Marcel Darius should help on that front. I, I certainly don't trust Blake Bortles though. And, and uh, as good as Leonard Fournette has been, I just don't think you can win in the NFL in the playoffs without a quarterback capable of making plays. Uh, there's been a game or two where Bortles has looked okay. I just, the, the consistency is still not there. And until the, until the consistency, until they show they can keep winning games week in, week out, and, and not do this win one, lose one, win one, lose one thing, I, I think it's hard to, to build into them as a the kind of team that could really make a long run in the playoffs. Taking you around the league with our friend Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. Josh, last one for me as we turn our attention to an interesting Monday night football game, divisional matchup, Denver and Kansas City. Denver, over the last four games, just three offensive touchdowns. I know Vance Joseph, especially as a first-time head coach in the NFL, does not want to be perceived as panicking. But if Trevor Simeon underachieves again tonight, is he going to have any choice but to make a quarterback change, even if it's a move to, dare I say, Brock Osweiler? Uh, it, it's going to be very tough for him to argue otherwise, unless, you know, if, if the loss were to happen, uh, you know, in some kind of offensive shootout, which seems really unlikely given everything we've seen from Denver this year. Uh, it, it's tough. I, I think we've seen, you know, with Trevor Simeon, they, were, they sort of always said that his floor was higher than you might get with Paxton Lynch or. Uh, I mean, that's going back to the summer when Lynch was healthy, but the, the ceiling was much lower. And, and I think we've seen that he just doesn't, he doesn't scare teams. The offensive line isn't good enough to give him time to, to do what he can do well and, and be successful. And so I, I think under those circumstances, you have to try something else because whether you're going to call it panic or, or desperation or not, I, I mean, we were talking about, you are what your record says you are. And, and, a loss to the Chiefs tonight says that the Broncos aren't a good football team. And, and when you're not a good football team, you have to start looking for alternatives. And, and Lynch is practicing. I think it's probably more likely they, they try and get it to where Lynch is healthy and can take over rather than going with Osweiler. But if Simeon's a disaster tonight, they're not going to have a choice.
Josh, as always, we appreciate the great information. Thanks so much for joining us here on the NFL on TuneIn. Have a great day, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.